Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good joined, good fortune to be joined by Christopher Fleming. Chris is a financial advisor who got into the business the exact same time I did, even though we didn't know each other back then. He is a chartered retirement planning counselor, an accredited investment fiduciary, and a behavioral financial advisor. Chris, thanks so much for, and he's an author. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here, Seth. Looking forward to it. So let's go back in time. Um, I know my story, but why'd you get into the business back in 99? Yep, so uh, I'm from rural Nebraska. Grew up there in a farming community. Went to college, had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, moved to Florida because I was big into scuba diving at the time. Thought I wanted to be a scuba diver and get into the scuba industry. Um, got down here to Florida, worked in that a couple of years, realized I didn't want to do so. And I was working as a bartender in an Italian restaurant. A recruiter came in from a local financial services firm. She used to sit at the bar and we would talk. She said, hey, I think you'd be good at this. So no experience, no natural market. No prospects for clients at all. Uh, interviewed, got hired on with them. And then a couple of years later, I met my business partners and we started our own firm back in 2004. And uh, here I am. Well, congratulations. That is not the normal how I got into the industry <laughs> story. Right. I love, we got to, when you write, when you finish your next book, that's got to, we got the, I got picked up in a bar. It's got to be like, yeah. I got picked up in a scuba bar or something it would be a great way to yes. tell that story. Yes, it would. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about financial services, obviously. What are the types of clients that you're serving now? Yep. So we're, we have a, we have a speciality in uh, retirement income. So we're in Florida. Um, so we have an aging population. That would population. be the right place. Yeah, we have a lot of people. I think 800 people a day are moving to Florida. Um, and I'm in the Sarasota area. So that's a, a sought after area where we have Lakewood Ranch, the second largest master plan community in the country. So we have a lot of people relocating here. So typically people that come to us, they're delegators. Um, so they want to delegate responsibilities to someone they trust. They want to collaborate and work with someone like in a collaborative way. Um, where it's not a, a, a dictatorial relationship where I'm telling them what they're going to do. Um, they do want my guidance, but they also want to be involved in the decision making. So those are my personal criteria. And typically they're people who they've saved enough money where they can retire comfortably, but they haven't saved enough where they don't have to worry about running out. Okay. So 
we put strategies in place and, and, and tactics that we believe will give them that income and that security that they have over their lifetime without having to worry about running out of money. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. What are some of the most common mistakes that you see them making? Yep. Okay. So I would say uh, one of them is, is they think that they can generally do it on their own or they can do parts of it on their own. And there are people that certainly I would say could probably invest on their own. All right. Um, but what I like to think about is, is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. So there is lots of wisdom or there's lots of knowledge on the internet. There's lots of information on the internet. You can look up and have something explained to you in many different ways. Um, but there's a real lack of wisdom online, a real lack of wisdom on the internet, which is how does this uh, affect me? How does this pertain to my situation? What am I not thinking about? And what, am, what are the blind spots that I, that I don't see? So I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, the other one is, it's just, and I'll say it again, is those blind spots that they're not aware of. So what could actually happen? What could occur that could impact their retirement security, their ability to stay retired that they're not even aware of or they're not even thinking of? Um, and bringing those to their attention and then being able to put strategies in place to help deal with those. Can you, without divulging any client identities, because obviously that's confidential, can you talk a little, can you give us a hypothetical example of a client who came to you recently, what their challenges were, and then kind of how you were able to work with them and help them? Yep, sure. So um, we just had a situation where uh, a, a woman, her husband had been in a, a substantial accident, had actually passed away. And she uh, had a lawsuit and came into a tremendous amount of money. Um, so this is, you know, far and away the most money she's ever seen and most people that you would talk to have ever seen. Um, and she has uh, uh, children as well that are involved in that. And so she, I met with her, she was completely scared out of her mind um, on what she was going to do about everything and anything from a financial standpoint, because she had never been in this position before. Okay, so first off, everything's going to be okay. Secondly, I'm here to help you. Third, we're going to work through this together and I'm going to oversee all of this and everything is going to be fine. Um, once she was able to understand that, that we were going to be able to put things in place without even having to go into what we were going to do, we're going to put these things in place and you're going to be fine. Then we can start to work on those um, one at a time. So I think in a, in a lot of cases, my role isn't necessarily the financial tactics, the investments I pick, um, what products we might use or, or, or what documents we're using. I think a lot of it is, is the psychological part and the behavioral part, which is, am I going to be okay? How am I going to be okay? And how am I going to make decisions going forward when the uncertainty of life comes up, um, which it certainly will? How am I going to have a framework for making decisions based on what my values are and what's important to me? That makes a lot of sense. Talk, you have several advanced designations. Talk a little bit about the reasoning behind those and how those help you help people better. Yep. So be, because of our specialty in uh, retirement income strategies, that's the reason I have the retirement planning counselor designation. That's a one component of the CFP. So um, that's for the retirement income planning specifically, where people are coming to us a lot of times with large sums of money at the end of their working years and need to figure out how they're going to structure that in order to have that income and recreate their paychecks. Okay. Um, 
The behavioral financial advisor one, I got into that one a couple of years because I just saw, which I'm sure you run into Seth is um, the money stuff is one thing, but people got issues, right? People got stuff going on um, in their lives. They got families. And if you don't have the crazy person in your family, then you are the crazy person in your family. I love and it. so you, and all these decisions are made on emotion. And so that's that whole behavioral finance where we all have biases. We all have ways that we think. We all have past experiences. So how does that intertwine with how we make decisions? And how does that affect the emotion we have around making financial decisions? So that was an extensive course on that. And I use that every single day. Um, one important thing that came out of that is I take all of our uh, clients through a values conversation where we discover the five most important values in their life. And then we use that as a guiding post when we're making decisions to make sure that their decisions they're making financially or just in life are aligned with what is the most important things to them and what their values are, okay? Um, the investment fiduciary one, um, that's the big buzzword in our industry is, you know, being a fiduciary. Although I think that's already been commoditized to a certain degree. Right, because now um, theoretically we all are. We're all supposed that's to be. Correct. Right, yeah. Everybody has it on their website. And if, if I'm saying that I'm a fiduciary, that is exactly what someone else is saying that someone else is meeting with. Everyone is saying that, but I didn't do it necessarily for that. I did it more so I could increase my knowledge and my experience base in what goes into the process of acting as a fiduciary when it comes to giving someone investment advice, constructing a uh, appropriate portfolio given their parameters for what they're trying to accomplish. And how do we monitor that on an ongoing basis and make sure that we're doing things in the client's best interest? Awesome. You were also part of a book called Plan of Action, Strategies to Help You Build and Preserve Wealth. Talk a little bit about that project. Yeah, so that was a collaboration of about, I think, 15 or 16 advisors where we each wrote a chapter we, uh, for the book. So they were all over the place. Um, a lot of my colleagues, they wrote on specific topics and kind of got into the details and the weeds. Um, mine was more philosophical. So that was right after the financial crisis uh, back in 08 and 09. And so I talked a little bit about what I felt like was the, the mentality of our country, the mentality of what people have personally, their mentality around money and how that uh, contributed to the financial crisis from an individual standpoint. And then also kind of a call to action, like if we're going to prevent this from happening again, there are some things that have to change going forward. Yes, regulatorily and yes, with our country and the laws, but there's also a lot of things that we can change personally in our own lives with our own personal economies in order for this to not occur again. And the, the big point I made was, is we can't rely on the government or a corporation or anybody else for our financial success. We have to rely on ourselves and the advisors we use and the professionals we use. We have to take control of it, not blame them, and make sure that our personal economy is in a good way. So then when those storms come, which they most certainly will, then we're better prepared to weather those. That makes a lot of sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? An example, or I'm thinking of a client that I work with. So helping people make decisions, and they're generally not financial, that have an impact on the rest of their life, okay? So the example that I would use is, there's been numerous occasions where a client has called me and said, 
my my daughter or son wants them wants me to give them a hundred thousand dollars to start a business or loan them fifty thousand dollars to do this or that pay off their student loans or their debt i'm calling you chris because i want i think i want to do it but i want to know if it's a good idea and if i can afford it and if i should do it okay so numerous examples of that where sometimes it did make sense but in those cases where it didn't and it was going to be a detriment to the person to help them understand it's okay i know it's a family member but it's okay for you to tell them no here's how you can do it and you should feel okay about it um just because they're a, a sibling or, or a child or something you can do that and i find a lot of times when we can go back to what those values are and and see that, hey, this decision is really not in alignment with what's the most important to you. I know it's a family member, but it's okay to say no. And the impact of that, the liberation that they feel, although it's uncomfortable, um, knowing that they made the right decision, um, that to me is the most satisfying thing. So getting good returns, having a good investment year, I mean, that's great when it happens, but it's the, it's the personal successes that people have by being in contact and working with me that are the most satisfying to me. And that's why I keep doing what I do. That is awesome. For our folks out there watching or listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to find you? Yes. Yeah, so website's the best spot. You can go to www.lpf, Larry Paul Frank, lpfadvisors, advisors.com. That's the best spot to find us. All of our contact information's on there. And the podcast we're getting up and running called the Confident Retirement Podcast. It's about to launch. I think it's just a couple weeks away. Um, that's also going to, on our website, we're going to have a link to go to the site for those episodes, which we're putting together right now. Awesome. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Chris Flamang of lpfadvisors.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Seth. Appreciate it. Had fun. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>